they they are definitely the driving force behind um, this pretty successful building and and um, and visionary. Um, otherwise, it would never be uh, do all of the things that it does because this building is is beyond net zero. You know, it um, collects rainwater and uses uh, rainwater uh, for um, toilet flushing and for um, gardening for for watering gardens, which by the way is not allowed anymore, but but we were able to do it at that point. Right. Um, it's also um, has, we've dealt with the stormwater, uh, stormwater retention so that, so that the um, water is, is kept to the site. There's um, in the subdivision of, of Echo Haven, there is dual plumbing so that um, black water and gray water are separated. And that's a whole topic on its own, but, um, the idea right now it all goes into the city sewer system, but the idea was um, that gray water could be uh, dealt with on the site in the subdivision, um, and uh, all of the houses in that subdivision um, are, are plumbed that way. But the biggest deal about Echo Haven in the city of Calgary is that there's no gas lines going to this, so all of the houses have to really consider um, how best. To be built, how they could best be built in order to be energy efficient, because they'd be depending on electricity and um, and photovoltaics to supplement that. Also, all of the lots in in that subdivision have solar access, and that's a very important part of of the of the subdivision planning. So, one of the clients, Dave Spencer, one of the clients of the um, Echo Haven House, one of the developers or part of the development team that um, brought Echo Haven to life. So, Echo Haven's a huge story. It's a many decades story. And right. uh, the people who are involved are just families. They were just people with a vision of, of a better way to live. So, mm-hmm. um, so Dave, Dave uh, Spencer and Debbie Wilcher are the owners of the house. And um, and they uh, keen to have a, a conscientious house. They could see the logic in it. Um, and um, to say that they weren't worried or or concerned about some of the um, innovative things we were doing is not true. They were, <laughs> and um, and because because a lot of things we were doing were not off the shelf when we were creating things. So um, that is. Uh, um, it is a difficult situation sometimes with clients, and, and there's some anxiety about it for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> if you can mention like one of the big challenges that you can feel like you learn about it, and you're trying to kind of be more cautious for the next one, what what could that be? So, in this in this house, um, we're kind of I would say cocky. That's a very good way to put it about <laughs> us being able to get this to be airtight. And there were a couple of tricky places, situations in the building that we still thought were, um, we had a handle on. Um, and when we did our door blower tests um, uh, and our final door blower tests, we were chasing down this silly, silly thing, this silly air leakage that is probably too complicated to describe, but it was um, um, exasperated by a hole that was drilled that was buried by an electrician. And exasperated by a couple of other, um, it just happened to be in the worst place. Mm. And um, and we also depended on spray foam to do some air sealing in in one area. All of uh, there were just about three or four things that that just combined in one particular area 
that we couldn't fix. We couldn't fix it retroactively. It wasn't as easy as sealing up a um, an electrical outlet. It was complicated. It went through a, a, a wall plate and up into the attic and then up to a double truss. Mm. So our it's not that the air <laughs> air changes were terrible, but they were over one. And so that's one at 50 pascals. And anybody who's listening, this may be a little more technical than we want it to be, but but um, that was disappointment. And it was a really big failure on our, in my, for my part. I just thought it was terrible. We were really trying to achieve below 1.8. And I didn't even know about 0.6 at the time because I still hadn't done a passive house course, but we really wanted it to be below 1. And we were at 1.1 or 1.2. And it was pretty disappointing. And we just couldn't fix it. So, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and that, that was one of my, my questions that I gave to, to the actual contractor that did uh, this passive house for the car dealership. Like how, mm-hmm. how you dealt with, uh, because I think they reached, reached, uh, what, 0.4 or something. They and did. I was like, yeah. and, and I was like, how, how did you make it work? Right. And I was a, well, we were with the, with the smoke pencil all over the place. And it, it, for him, it was pretty easy to detect because, well, you, you cannot mess with physics, right? You can just see like how the smoke is just driving by outside. And it was like, it was pretty, pretty easy way to, to make it work. But, but it was like a commitment of every trade, right? Trying to protect exactly. more together, right? Exactly. And that, and that was part of the learning process of this particular building as well. Um, just really seeing the value in the trades that were really in, invested uh, really helped a lot. That helped a lot. And the ones that um, um, we couldn't bring on board, um, they, you know, there were, there were problems. There, there were problems that we had to correct. But, but um, having everybody on board from the outset is, is really important. Right. And now in terms of, uh, budgeting. So it's my understanding that, well, as every project, you, you can start with one idea on how much that's going to cost, right? And we all always understand that uh, during the process, like, of course, everything just goes like in changing, in addition of a scope or, or whatever. So how, like in summary, how can you tell that uh, the initial thoughts about how much that's going to cost ended up being at the end it was like a big uh, difference or or everything was so justified that is it was what it was or or how was your experience in that regard so for that particular building um remember it was it was a while ago and so so some of the materials that we use probably um, would be less. I'm going to say in terms of the LEDs for instance so the house mm-hmm. is filled with LEDs Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't. We blew the budget on LEDs <laughs> at the time. It was it was an, it was crazy. I think it was um, a hundred. It was a hundred times more than what we had budgeted. It was it was insane. But but I mean the lighting is really great. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, the thing about the LEDs were they were not only super expensive. They all had drivers, and all the drivers were mounted in the mechanical room, and they all had to have double wiring. So it wasn't just the fixtures; it was the wiring for the for the LEDs. Just mm-hmm. turned that budget upside down. So mm-hmm. um, I it was something like three times uh, the budget that we had. So that's just one example. But that wouldn't happen now. You can buy an LED for a couple bucks. Yeah. 
Right. And you don't, <laughs> and in that case, we never touch, we didn't touch a fixture for under $500, $600. Like every single one of them was really expensive. Right. So that's one example. And, and um, some of the other examples are, um, we were asked, we, there's some nice features in the building. Um, um, we have a exposed parallel beam, for instance. So we, the parallel beam is in the basement. It was, it was installed very early in the project. It was protected. We loved it. We covered it in plastic. We, we, we protected it just so that it would be um, in perfect condition by the time we, um, you know, that it would be exposed in the basement. And the drywallers um, decided to mark it all up with black markers so that they could mark out um, their screwing pattern. <laughs> so, so, you know um it was it was new to them it was not something that they understood and i probably didn't explain it well enough but it's just one example of of how things just go awry in an instant and i mean that happened in uh, when i literally had turned my back for half an hour when that uh that kind of incident happened but that's that is the kind of thing that happens um with a custom build so there's a lot of specialty in this particular house. There were a lot of specialty items um, and then uh, items that were that are more, more common now. So um, I think that building turned out to be about 20, a 20% premium, including the P- PVs, over right. what um, what the bank had suggested it would be the value of it was. Right. right. So um, these days, I, I know that you can um, probably... Um, do something pretty similar to that building for far less. It would be um, probably in around the 10% range with the PVs, mm-hmm. 10 to 15% um, mm-hmm. over uh, uh, a co-built house in order to do that particular build. Yeah, and, and good thing that you are taking in consideration uh, when that was built, right? Because as you were saying, yeah, like certain technologies has been improved uh, since then. And also education, right? I can, well, mm-hmm. I cannot imagine like uh, being new on, in, in the market and actually in the actual principles as well is like how, how that's, how can we start, right? But now I, I'm guessing is like we have more education about how, at least about the principles, right? Because it's, it's way different trying to kind of get the knowledge through theory and actually bring it to practice, right? This is a big gap over there. But uh, it is, I, yes. <laughs> but I understand it's, that it's yeah. still it still is a bit of a gap. So everybody um um uh, uh, the the idea is that a lot of people need to have experience with it. It's just the need for spread of the thoughts, ideas, the philosophies, the way um to go about things um from um trade level to to um professional level. Uh, just understanding better about the goals and and how to achieve them, then then um, innovation can happen so fast when people actually understand this. Um, you know what we're trying to achieve, and then and then this is easy for me to do, and I will do it this way because um, I can see during my normal process is this, and I just have to adjust it slightly, and we can we can achieve something better. It's going to take everybody to come up with innovative ideas. That's right. That's right. And and be open to change, right? Like is what I yes. found. Like when everybody is, is knowing like a certain way to do things, but we are still open that everything has been enhanced and technology is moving in the fast forward pace. Just be open to the change and trying to say, okay, well, that's uh, yeah. Be open on on whatever um, input that everybody can have. 
and trying to kind of just bring it to reality and everybody be on the same page. Yeah, I think that's the way to 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 move forward with certain decisions, right? And uh, and and knowing as well that the client wants to achieve certain standard, and yeah, because every time like when the the owner or the client is is pretty convinced on on what they want to achieve, if you are justifying certain things, knowing that it's going to be an extra or whatever, uh, they are saying, okay, well that's fine, is is justified, and yeah, let's move forward, right? Is the process gets easier as well, so. It does. I think being realistic about the goals uh, right from the outset and um, understanding the impact of, of decision-making um, from the outset as well. So if, if, a, if the goal is be net zero and, and the impact is that a bathroom may not be quite as nice um, now as it might be in the future, then, then that um, is, a, is, is um, um, whether, whether their net zero goals are more important than, than some of the finishes in the house um, right now. That's right. That's right. No, that's, uh, that's good. And uh, yeah, I, I have more questions, but uh, as always, yeah, we have a constraining time. So I have two last questions. One is, okay. uh, one of those is uh, the signature question. And this goes like this. What's one thing you wish had known when you began your career? Oh, I wish I'd known how much I'd like it. Um, <laughs> so, and and I, I, think, I think I might um, um, have been more tentative um, early on. And um, I mean, there's a lot of things about what I do that um, really appeal to me. I do enjoy the problem solving and enjoy meeting people. I enjoy the innovation of the work that I do. Uh, there's a lot of things that I do like about what I do. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. And that is a good uh, way to see things. Uh, yeah, sometimes that is what is the excitement of this question because everybody, every professional has a different approach. And yeah, I really like yours. <laughs> Have the opportunity to, to kind of just be challenged oh, and thanks. be open to different people as well. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then my last question is, how can we connect with you or your company? Um, so I have a website, um, bocro.com, um, and um, there is an email address there, and, um, and, and you can have a look at some of my projects, um, some recent and some older projects that um, are highlighted on the, on the website. Um, that's probably the best way to uh, get a hold of me. No, that's right, and looking at your forming part of uh, really great associations. That's for sure. Whoever is interested in this passive house or net zero or, or whatever approach, I think, yeah, everybody's going to just uh, bump into you. That's for sure. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> no, thank you, Kim. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing all these amazing uh, stories and experience with us. So yeah, hopefully maybe in the future we can just uh, tailor on a specific topic and uh, go through it and just trying to share uh, good information to everybody. So thank you for your time. And Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me and, and uh, very good job, Carlos. And please don't forget to leave me a review on whichever platform that you're using to listen in this podcast, either good or bad. Remember, Mexican have thicker skin. You will hurt my feelings, that's for sure. And better yet, if it has some good criticism so I can learn from it and improve it, that will be even greater. I understand this hasn't been perfect, but it can be better every time. I recognize your time is valuable. 
I would like you to enjoy this moment with me as well. Also, if you like what you get from this audio, I would recommend you to be the first to share this info with your friends, so maybe they can get something valuable from it as well. Thanks for listening, and let's meet again soon.